The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Tuesday, October 18th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news made possible when you buy shaving products using the code R-E-L-M at harrys.com. I had resolved to begin today's report with good news, and there is good news to be had, but it's once again been pushed down the page by the latest lies from Donald Trump. Trump's latest paranoid fantasies threaten to further rip apart this country and cast an ominous shadow over this democracy for days, months, and years after the election. Everywhere he goes now, Trump is repeating his claim that the election is rigged. It's the claim of a man who is losing and who doesn't lose graciously. And most of all, it isn't true. At least three Republican state secretaries of state have said that Trump is wrong about election fraud. Of the one billion votes cast over the past 16 years, only 31 of those votes were fraudulent. In other words, statistically, voter fraud doesn't exist. And without any credible evidence to the contrary, Trump is telling his mob of angry supporters that fraud is rampant. It's shaken the already shaky confidence of some Americans in the nation's political system, and it threatens to undermine that system for years to come. A growing number of voters are believing Trump's claim that the election is somehow rigged. According to a new Gallup poll, nearly three out of four Republicans certainly think it's possible, and half of all Republicans say they're concerned about that. Even among Democrats, one in six thinks a rigged election is possible. At least a half dozen respected polls indicate that if the election were held today, Clinton would win the Electoral College vote in a landslide. Billy Bush has now been officially fired from the Today Show and NBC, but Trump remains a viable candidate for the presidency after the two of them laughed about groping women. And now for the first time, Melania Trump has spoken about the recording in an interview and the groping allegations that followed. Melania says she does not believe the women accusing her husband of unwanted sexual advances, although she says her husband's boy talk was unacceptable. She says he's apologized for that and that he was egged on by Billy Bush. Trump struck a nerve with women voters when he talked of grabbing them by the genitals and kissing them without asking. That's reflected in the polls that show women, even Republican women, shifting their support to Hillary Clinton. And now new numbers that show more than one in three women is sometimes or frequently worried about being sexually assaulted. The numbers were collected over four days, October 5th through the 9th. Trump's comments were made public on the 7th, right in the middle of the Gallup Poll's annual crime survey. But the news seemed to have no effect. The numbers from after the tape was released, the same as those before its release. But the numbers are up from the year before. As we ponder the possible results of this election, we may also ponder this country's relationship with Russia in the months that follow. Half of all Democrats and about a third of Republicans believe Russia is behind the hacks on the Clinton campaign and other election-related websites. Fewer than one in five Clinton supporters have a positive view of Russia, while Trump says he'd like to get along with Russia. That may be one reason Russia seems to be supporting Trump, at least in spirit, if not action. A poll by Politico shows that only one in three voters thinks we should use economic sanctions to punish Russia for the hacking. Only one in five of us thinks we ought to retaliate against Russia by doing some hacking of our own. These are both things President Obama is seriously considering. But a slim majority of us, according to this poll, 51%, are opposed to retaliating. 
Now, how about some good news? The high school graduation rate in this country has reached a record high of 83.2%. Graduation rates are up by more than 4% in the past four years and up the most where it's the most needed. More than 7.5% more black students are graduating. The number of Hispanic graduates is up nearly 7 More than 3.5% more white students are graduating. More than 3% more Asians and Pacific Islanders. The graduation rate for low-income students is up more than 6%. The rate for students with disabilities is up by more than 8%. The White House was proud to announce the news, pointing out the big improvements were made on President Obama's watch. The head of this country's largest police organization has publicly apologized for the mistreatment of minorities by officers. As the International Association of Chiefs of Police gathered in San Diego, Group President Terrence Cunningham said it's clear the history of policing has had darker periods. Is there an epidemic of police violence, especially against black citizens? Video evidence would lead many to answer yes. But as horrific as some of that video is, the numbers tell a different story. FBI Director James Comey admits the numbers are flawed, thanks to a lack of record-keeping in some communities, and he says we do need to have this conversation. With a touch of sarcasm, Coney told a gathering of police chiefs in a nation of almost one million sworn law enforcement officers and tens of millions of police encounters every year, a small group of videos serves as proof of an epidemic. Comey says good people have concluded that biased cops are killing people in growing proportions based on videos, not data. But it may have also been Comey's way of needling the police chiefs to gather and report more accurate and more detailed records. Quoting Comey, in the absence of information, we have anecdotes, we have videos, we have good people believing something terrible is happening in this country. There are bad cops, said Comey. There are departments with troubled cultures. But for law enforcement, he said, the spotlight is brighter and the standards are higher. And that, he says, is the way it should be. The man who shot to death Trayvon Martin is still free, but the man who tried to shoot former neighborhood watchman George Zimmerman is going to prison for 20 years. 37-year-old Matthew Apperson clashed with Zimmerman in a road rage incident last year, and a jury has just convicted Apperson on charges of attempted murder, armed aggravated assault, and firing a gun into a vehicle. Apperson's mother claims her son acted in self-defense against an outrageous George Zimmerman who's been involved in several confrontations that attracted police and news media attention. Even Apperson had called the police a year before that shooting to report that Zimmerman was threatening him. Apperson's wife says the judge was unfair and let an innocent man go to jail. The judge will keep Apperson in jail even while his conviction is appealed. Zimmerman got only minor cuts from flying glass when Apperson fired his gun. In its fourth year, with over three and a half million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Talk about a close shave. I almost kept paying twice as much for razor blades as I do now, now that I buy my blades at harrys.com. And to me, the shave is every bit as close and every bit as comfortable as the big name brands locked inside that glass case at the store. Harry's blades are half the price and won't shred your face like the cheap disposables we've tried. Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges include a lubricating strip, a more flexible hinge for a smoother glide, and a trimmer blade for creative faces and hard-to-get places. Harry's made these improvements, by the way, without raising the price the way the big brands do. Just something else I love about Harry's. 
The cartridges lock onto a Truman handle, which has a rubberized grip so it doesn't slip through your wet fingers, and it comes in a choice of colors. Please try the Harry Starter Kit. It's free with just $3 shipping. That's the razor, a blade cartridge with a cover, and the shave gel, a $13 value for less than what you'd pay for just one blade from the big guys. Get in on this free trial. Go to harrys.com and subscribe to a blade schedule that's right for you. And for our listeners, there's a nice little extra gift. Harry's Aftershave Balm, reducing redness with aloe and cucumber and stuff to make your face feel cool and moist. But only if you support this show by using the code R-E-L-M when you check out. To get this free trial and the free gift, go to harrys.com. That's with two R's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use the code R-E-L-M. Samsung is a South Korean company, and now the South Korean government is investigating those exploding Samsung smartphones. The world's biggest phone maker stopped production on the Galaxy Note 7s last week after the phones caught fire or blew up, even after the company thought it had fixed the problem. We also learned this week that Samsung self-tested the batteries instead of leaving that to an outside firm, as usual. The South Korean government is already studying the five phones that caught fire in that country and hopes to get a look at the ones seized here by the U.S. Product Safety Commission. Finding the cause of the problem may be the only way Samsung can begin to recover its reputation. Samsung shares have dropped in value in the Asian stock markets. Of the various challenges faced by a college student, having food to eat shouldn't be one of them. But a new report says 20 to 25% of college students are studying on empty stomachs from a lack of access to enough affordable, nutritious food. The study says half of all college students are food insecure. It shows that one in five college students and one in four in community colleges are classified as hungry, which is more extreme than food insecure. Nearly six in ten black students feel the hunger pangs, four in ten white students even the students with jobs are underfed, even the ones with financial aid, even the ones on a campus meal plan. Quoting a spokesman for the University of Connecticut's Public Interest Research Group, this threatens thousands of students who want to focus on academics but instead are left worrying about where they're going to get their next meal. The people who make Pepsi-Cola and other beverages are promising to reduce the sugar and their carbon footprint. PepsiCo says it set goals to be reached within the next eight years, including being responsive to the needs of society. Those goals include getting at least two-thirds of its products under 100 calories, cutting the sodium and 1.3 milligrams per calorie in its foods, the fat to just over one gram per 100 calories. PepsiCo says it's focused on cutting its use of water by 15% in places where farmers need it more. And the company says it hopes to be down to zero waste by 2025, with 100% of its packaging recoverable or recyclable. PepsiCo made the announcement just as the UN's World Health Organization recommended a tax on sugary drinks to fight obesity. Philadelphia starts taxing sugar drinks January 1st. Quoting the announcement from PepsiCo, a company does well by also doing good. The bridge that would not die finally has... While bridges everywhere are crumbling on their own, there stood a concrete and steel arched bridge over the river that runs through North Little Rock, Arkansas, and the bridge would not come down despite the decision to replace it with a new bridge. A week ago today, a crowd of dignitaries and excited neighbors gathered to watch the bridge fall. Explosives have been strategically placed to make all three arches 
crumble at their weakest points, and tumble into the river below. When the smoke cleared, nothing. The bridge looked only slightly worse for wear. Five hours of tugboat tugging could only pull down two of the arches. The demolition pros called it a day and vowed to return on Friday to bring down the bridge once and for all. But on Friday, it rained heavily. It had to be rescheduled. On Saturday, the arch finally fell. The construction company hired to remove the old bridge and put up a new one was given six months to get it all done. For every day it runs over that, the fine is $80,000 a day. Horses are expensive to own, but seven-year-old Sebastian Kant of Brisbane, Australia, desperately wanted a pony. Two years ago, at age five, he started saving the money he got for his birthday and Christmas and for the teeth he left for the tooth fairy. But Sebastian knew it would take more money than that, so he set up a lemonade stand that turned out to be a big hit. Before long, Sebastian was selling lemonade at carnivals and street fairs and other local events. The demand was so great, he was bottling the stuff a day ahead of time. Some people paid 20 cents a glass, some paid $20, some paid 100 and some donated lemons. And when life handed him enough lemons, Sebastian had the $2,300 he needed to buy a horse. He cried tears of joy the day he met Tomboy, the white pony he dreamed about. But Sebastian's not through selling lemonade. He still needs a saddle and a veterinary visit. As Sebastian already knows too well, horses are expensive to own. And finally, fool me once, it could happen anywhere. Fool me twice, Dateline, Florida. From the home office, Titusville branch, comes video of a woman driving up to the vacuum machine at the shuttle car wash and using the suction hose to remove gasoline that apparently spilled in her trunk. By the time the gas got through the hose to the machine, the vacuum burst into flames, as it had earlier this year with a man in Dallas. In this case, the woman did what Floridians are trained from birth to do in these situations. She got back into her car and drove away. Fortunately, no one was injured. The owner and perhaps the police are still looking for the woman who destroyed a $500 vacuum machine by using it to suck up gasoline. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.